People watch airplanes on the subway or on their phones. People watch movies. I say watch airplanes. Let me take that again. Hello, and welcome to Good Bad Show. I'm Andy. And I'm Matt. And on this show, we talk about whether anything can possibly be objectively good or bad and why. And I don't agree anything can, so what a silly show. <laughs> on this show, I say a thing, and Matt says no, <laughs> no, 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 over and over again like a child. Or I say, hmm, let me think about that. Yeah, still no, still no. Or he says, yes, but... For a while, so you, you kind of lose the yes. You forget he said yes. I say, yes, but I don't agree. Yes, but is the best kind of improv. Yep. That actually really keeps the show moving. That's what I found. Here's how improv works. I say something and you say no. <laughs> and then we go back and forth. Um, I mean, it keeps the argument moving. It's debate. On, <laughs> on this episode, Matt, I want to talk about something that uh, I think is controversial for some people. Okay. Um, what I want to talk about is John Cage's four minutes and 33 seconds. Sure. Uh, for those people that are not familiar with this, this is what I think. I think a lot of people that make the modern artist bullshit argument, this is kind of like one of the big feathers in their cap. Like, this is the best example of why art is bullshit. Uh, and, and what 4.33 is, or 4 minutes and 33 seconds, is its proper pronunciation. Uh, it is a musical piece, a musical score, and the performance consists of uh, any number of musicians with any number of instruments uh, doing nothing, not playing their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. And, and that's it. That's the piece. Uh, and so I, I actually want to make the case that I think 4.33 is an objectively good, even great piece of art, and explain why. Oh, okay. And do, are we going to lay out the groundwork that you're not saying an objectively good piece of music, you're saying an objectively good piece of art. There's a reason you made a distinction, right? I, I'm saying it's a good piece of art. I think, uh, I think John Cage's four minutes and 33 seconds challenges many people's definition of music. Uh, yep. I would argue it's not really music, but uh, you know that's a different conversation for a different day. I'm going to say this is good art. I'm going to make the argument why. Mm, wait, why does it have to be a different conversation for a different day? I feel like I, I'm, I'm going to lose already. What's happening? I agree. I, I, just, I, I also agree. I previously have said I think it's a good piece of art. Well, good. This will be easy then. It, are you going to... Is there a reason that we can't argue that it's music? Because I'm, I, I'm not prepared to argue that it's good music. I mean, you can argue it is music if you want. You can release it as if it was music. But I'm not, I'm not prepared to defend that beach. Okay, sure. All right. Why is it such good art, Andy? So here's why 433 is great. I think a lot of people look at it and I think a lot of the frustration around air quotes bullshit art or the art that people look at and go, what happened to modern art? It's all garbage, is when they think that the person that constructed it, the artist, did nothing. They're like, this is nothing. I could have done this. And that, that, that's a thing you hear a lot is I could have done this. I could have splattered this paint all over this canvas like Jackson Pollock. Uh, wh why is this so special if I can do it? Um, and, and, and truly a, a marker historically of what is usually considered art, if you go back 300 years and prior, uh, it exhibits some like technical skill that most people don't have, and then that in and of itself is kind of a kind of a uh, like a site. It's kind of a, an event that oh look, this person is able to reproduce this image fairly faithfully on canvas with paint, and that is amazing in and of itself. And then oh, they put messages in here too. It's getting crazy. And um, then cameras came along and they broke everything. And who needs to reproduce anything? Oh, cameras are why we have all of modern art though. It's <laughs> great. Thank you, cameras. Um, anyway, so four thirty three. Four minutes, 33 seconds of silence. People think that he did nothing to create this. And that's one of the things I think is most frustrating about it because there are a couple of important things about 433 and every single one of these things is a hugely important decision that John Cage made and had been made differently, it might not be a successful piece of art. And it, it's truly been a seminal work. I think it's something that's referenced a lot. You don't make it through art school without talking about it in one of your art history classes. Uh, it's something that is pretty important. 
And I think it's important because on every single decision, John Cage made great decisions on all of them. So the first thing is that this music is really music. This art, this piece, is really designed to be performed. Uh, and that's a really important part. Um, since then, people have recorded versions of 433, and I think that's honestly kind of like an homage. Here's a thing we're going to release as a recording because it's cute or whatever. Um, to me, the piece is a performance. And I've been to a performance of 433. And the reason that's important is because uh, it's written specifically for any number of musicians and performers. So it's not written for, you know, a recording. It's written for a performance. And the reason that's important is because a big reason why it's successful is because it accomplishes something that basically never happens, which is it gets people to be almost completely silent in a big group of people for an extended period of time in a place that normally you would never have that silence. Uh, and the reason, the way that he accomplishes that is by taking the, the nature of performance, taking the social contract of you go and you sit in the audience uh, at an auditorium, uh, at an outdoor amphitheater, some kind of stage, and you listen to a performer, takes that mechanic, that social contract, and uses that to perform his art. And so what happens is it has to be performed because when it's performed, there's a performer, and there's a stage, and there's instruments, and the, the, the tension, the waiting, the, the quiet in, in that sort of time before anything happens, like while they're in that silence, I think largely is the piece. Um, he said that basically he was inspired by how everything in the whole world could be considered as music. So really what 433 is about is it's not about the silence. It's about everything you hear in that silence. And I think it's really important that that silence happens in a big group of people because you can go home and be silent on your own. You can find a quiet room in your house. You can go on a hike and be silent somewhere in, in nature. Uh, and that's you know, got its own value. Some people find a lot of virtue and sort of merit in that. Uh, but the fact that John Cage was able to accomplish this at a place and time where so rarely is there anything even close to silence is what makes it so great. It's a, it's a totally surreal experience. And I imagine much more surreal when, you, when it was first performed, you didn't even know what was happening, right? Like you had no idea this was a thing. You hadn't read about it in your art history class. And all of a sudden, here are 200 people standing in as close to perfect silence as they can, waiting for something to happen. Uh, and, and that to me is the performance. So the decisions that were made is that it has to be performed. Uh, it's, there's a score that's written for it for any number of instruments, any number of musicians. Uh, and like the time, for example, it's called four minutes and 33 seconds. That's not because the man was too lazy to name it. I don't think, I don't think that's the equivalent of untitled for uh, a music piece. I think that's because that's probably just about the right amount of time that people don't really get restless. They don't like, I think most people can chill for four minutes and 30 seconds, 33 seconds without, uh, you know, causing a riot or without people starting to yell out and being like, what are we doing here, John? Uh, and so I think that that decision is also critically important to why the piece is successful. And it sounds like you're not going to disagree with me on this episode, Matt. This is going to be a soapbox episode. This is going to be so... I don't even really need to be here for this. Here's the only thing I want to happen. I think we can both agree that based on our definition of art, which is probably something like it gives you a feeling, it, it gives you uh, some sort of unique situation to be in, does a really good job of that even if people are very upset about modern art because they didn't think that hard about it. All I want you to say is that it's a bad piece of music and a great piece of art. Uh, I, I think it's a great piece of art. And by my definition, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, yeah, it's not a good piece of music. I'm going to say it's a bad piece of music. At least you're consistent. We agree that it's good art. And, and this is why I wanted to bring this up, Matt, because this is so critically different from 90 minutes of silent screen and blank screen being a movie because yeah. that's not what a movie is like and, and that is not something that people are going to sit 90 minutes through and and just actually sit in the theater and also movies happen in all different kinds of contexts that are completely unpredictable like not unpredictable i mean there you could probably count most of them but people watch movies uh like i said on airplanes people watch airplanes on the subway or on their phones people watch movies i say watch airplanes 
Let me take that again. <laughs> people watch movies on airplanes. People watch movies on the subway on their phones. People watch movies in the theater as, you know, when they first come out. People watch movies in the comfort of their own home on their own, you know, home theater projection systems. People watch movies all over the place. And so movies, by definition, I think have to be something that works in most of those situations. If there's a movie that just you literally can't watch uh, in any of those places, then I would argue it's not doing a very good job being a, being a movie. And so here, this is a thing that the context is important. The setup is important. Like that's, that's the piece. Uh, if you download 433 from iTunes and you're like, well, I don't get it, it's stupid. It's like, well, you didn't really get it. Somebody recorded something that was like that. Uh, and actually listened to a couple of the 433 recordings and some of them are just actually empty audio. Um, and some of them are like the ambient sounds that might be picked up during a 433 recording. Maybe they actually are live recordings of a 433. Um, and that's actually truly like what I think John Cage wants you to do there is listen to that ambient noise, listen to the person clearing their throat or the person trying to walk without squeaking their shoes or uh, the sound of the breeze through the trees. Uh, as I understand, he was very influenced by Zen Buddhism. And so I think he wants you to kind of be at one with that part of the world. So in a recording, I'm not sure it really works. Um, I don't think it's quite the same piece. But yeah, to me, critically different. Uh, and I think 433 is a great piece of art, not a great piece of music, which we can have another episode on at some point if you want. But uh, but yeah, that's my thing. I agree. Great piece of art. Much like a blank movie could be a great piece of art, we've decided it's not a great movie. This is maybe hmm, still to be argued whether it's a great piece of music or not. You say bad, but we agree great piece of art. Yeah, I don't think it's great music. I think, uh, I think it's a great piece of art. But music, I think it's a little bit tighter definition that I don't think it quite works in. Another time, another episode, we'll talk about that one. Did I defend that well enough? Do you think people out there that think 433 is bullshit are going to have their minds changed? I don't know. The problem is I don't totally disagree with you because I think in terms of what art is supposed to do, I think it does exactly that. And if you can be annoyed, I think the reason people get annoyed by that is because they attach some sort of attitude to the artist that is looking down upon them, right? Yeah, I think it's partially that. And I, I do think it's kind of like people, I think... There is like a kind of baseline hostility, I think, a little bit towards art, which is probably not entirely shocking and not a crazy revelation because, you know, the people that have the luxury, the privilege of exploring art for their career, uh, yeah. whether they're making a lot of money or not, are probably some people that other people in other industries look at and go, well, God, this person has it super great. Like, they're, they're <laughs> what an asshole. I have to go to work every day. This person's over here fucking splattering paint all over a canvas. Uh, so I think there's a natural kind of like, wh what are you doing, human? Like, we're in this together. We're supposed to be building bridges and, uh, and, you know, conquering other lands and, uh, you know, inventing new things. And you're over here arting and wasting everyone's time. So I think that hostility plus the combination of like total misunderstanding of what that piece is, uh, and honestly, probably never having experienced it. I, I doubt very much most of the people that, uh, will lob the 433 is bullshit argument have ever actually been to a 433 performance because it's a lot different than you might expect. It feels a lot longer than you might expect. It's I would be very interested to hear from somebody who's actually, who actually knows what it is, has been through it. I've never been to a performance of it. I've only ever heard recordings of it, but uh, I've read enough about it to appreciate the intentions of it. I've never experienced it myself. Um, I would be interested to hear from somebody who fully understands it, has been to a performance, and still just hates it. They that would be interesting it. to me. They're allowed to hate it. Taste is subjective, but they're not allowed to say it's bad art because of all the reasons we just talked about. I think that's fair. I don't know if we've convinced anybody of anything, but I think we both agree about this one. Good art. I think we can all agree that John Cage's goal was not to make everyone love him. <laughs> I think he would have done something a little bit different if he was like, I want everyone to come out of here talking about how great I am. Much like our goal 
is for everyone to be frustrated by us at the end of every episode. I want everyone to be frustrated, but to leave us five stars on iTunes. How do we do that? Mm, go to iTunes, search for Good Bad Show, and leave us five stars. Please leave us five stars. And then tweet at us at Real Good Bad Show and tell us that you did it. Here's the thing. If you leave a five-star review, I'll allow you in that review to say why you think we're bad, objectively. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, but if it's a one fine. or two or three or four-star review, you're not allowed to say that. If you rate us as objectively good, you get to tell us all the horrible things you feel about us. Why do we get to make the rules? I guess we do. We get to make the rules. Our show, our rules. <laughs> and then tweet to us at Real Good Bad Show and tell us what you said. Or at least that it's there, so we go to look. I don't check it every day. Uh, I look at it most of the time. Oh, okay. Not every day. Every once in a while. All right.